Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. This is Pat Prescott with This Lady Loves Sports. Charlie Wilson is not only one of the most exciting performers in music, he's a former high school football star, a huge sports fan, and today's guest on This Lady Loves Sports. Let's go! Welcome to This Lady Loves Sports Podcast with Pat Prescott. Sports, she knows it all and is here to talk about it. So get ready to hear sports talk in a way that you've never heard before. It's This Lady Loves Sports Podcast. And here's your host, Pat Prescott. I'm Pat Prescott, and this lady loves sports. You probably already know that, but I'm not the only one joining me in the studio as a Grammy Award winner with a pocket full of number one hits, both with the Gap Band and on his own. Uncle Charlie, Charlie Wilson, is with us, a great lover of sports as well. Hey, yes, how you doing? You. How you doing, Pat? <laughs> Love to see you. Now, I know coming Always. from Oklahoma, everybody in Oklahoma loves sports. That's a sports state. Oh, for sure. For real. For real. Did you play sports when you were growing up? Yes, I played football and I played basketball. Mm-hmm. But I love music. Well, one time, this story, this is I was I was um, playing, I was on um, a safety, free safety. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be like a linebacker, cornerback, but I was, I was just because the guy couldn't do what he was supposed to do behind me. So I was just, I was playing free you safety. You were fast, I'm I sure. I was fast <laughs> and I could get to the ball quicker than those guys could get to the ball. And so I was, I kept picking are picking those guys off all the time, so they set me up. So they sent three of three guys down at once, and I was trying to figure out where the guy was going to throw them. So they th- threw it to the corner, and I noticed that everybody was coming, and it, it was kind of strange. So when I went up, they hit me, all of them. I, as soon as my hand touched the ball, it's blah, so sky ground, sky ground, sky ground, and boom, out I went. But I didn't drop the ball. But when I woke up, I remember all the girls in the stand was crying and they didn't know if I was dead or what. But the coaches over there was standing over me. And they said, let go of the ball, son. I was like, I got it. I caught it. And they said, don't move your head. I was like, I came down on my on the front part of my helmet. So I didn't, they thought I probably would have broke my neck. But anyway, long story short. I looked at that coach. I looked over that sideline. And I seen the little drummer guy over there. <laughs> I said... This is the last game I'm gonna play. <laughs> I'm gonna play music. Um, uh, after that, I, I got to high school and everybody was, come on, come on, Charlie, come play. I was like, nah, that's okay, man. I was really good in basketball as well, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't like the coach because he was a drunk. And um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, for real, and, you know, we, I, I was a teenager, so, you know, this, I was t- talking to this guy and he's always smelling like alcohol. And I was like, you know, I just didn't. And uh, I just took the ball. He said something like, I'm not going to teach you how to play basketball, Wilson. <laughs> so I just threw the ball half court, whoosh, nothing but net, and just kept on walking. I said, I'm going to the band class when I was a drum major. So I love sports, and I love loved music, so I just went to to, to the music stand. But, man, I love I love sports. I why, why do you think people love sports so much? What What is your love affair with sports based on 
girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's true because if you can play, you can oh, definitely. Man, you can but you had it coming and going. You had the yeah, music it, side it, and the sports yeah, side. I, 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 I was I was very young and I, I was a little boy singing, and so I had the girls. But that was when they, when I started getting the girl the girls. I, I was too young, so I didn't like them. All screaming all over me, and so. But um, as I got older, I thought that was real cool, and so. And I noticed that when I was playing football that everybody just loved me because I was just, you know, fast and, and I was always talking and making jokes. And But after I got hurt, it was like, um, okay, so I had a lot more people around me loving me more. It's like uh, music. Yeah. Oh, he can sing. Oh, <laughs> Charles Wilson. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, sports is, uh, I was, you know, you, all of the football guys, all of football, mostly football. Had all the girlfriends, all of the tailbacks, cornerbacks, uh, and and um, running backs. They could get them girls. I was like, man, I should have stayed in football. Yeah, they gave, they, yeah, and I know you have a lot of sports heroes, but I know one in particular who we shared, who was just a dear angel of a man, a, a giant of a man, yes. but with just the greatest heart and the biggest smile in the world. I'm talking about, Wayman of course, Tisdale. Wayman Tisdale, yes. someone else who uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma is super, yes. super proud of. I know that um, it seems like all the musicians want to be athletes and athletes want to be musicians, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the girls, again, it goes, <laughs> it goes back to the girls and, and fans. You know, Wayman Tisdale was a great, great basketball player. I always say he was, he was um, born too soon. Because if he had been born in the 90s, uh, you know, my gosh. But it's Wayman Tisdale was just great. Um, and he was always smiling. And a lot of people hated that. Because <laughs> he would just come down and he'd give it to him. He'd do some crazy dunk on you. Bloom and never stop smiling, turn around and look at you with a smile. And they'd be like, they, they, they thought he was taunting them, but that's his heart was just, he had a good heart and he was a God fearing man and, um, and could play basketball really, really good, you know. And, um, but he could also play that bass guitar. He really could. And, yes. you know, a lot of musicians say, a lot of athletes, rather, say they, they want to be musicians. I remember Marcus Miller telling the story about, because Marcus was really kind of a mentor mm -hmm. to Wayman on mm -hmm. the on the uh, bass side. Absolutely. And uh, he says that Wayman, he was riding around New York with Wayman. Wayman said, you know, I, I play a little bass, and, you know, I'm really interested in having you, like, help me a little bit. And Marcus, he was like, oh, that's so cute. Wayman plays the bass. How nice. He said, then when they got in the studio, and he pulled out his bass and started playing, not only can he play, but he had a sound, yes. a unique sound. You Absolutely. would know it was him when you hear it. Oklahoma sound. <laughs> it was Oklahoma sound. Yeah, there was a lot of funk in there. Yeah, he could funk. Yeah, he had a lot of, lot of fried chicken and, and macaroni and cheese, cheese in that, that food. Yeah, no he was question. Really, really good. He really was. And, and, I a, miss and him a huge so fan of you guys too, because oh, yeah. he, you know, it meant so much to him. That whole Greenwood Archer and Pine yeah, hookup, absolutely. You know, with the Gap Band, um, your family and your music meant a lot to him as well. Yeah, and a lot of, and a lot of other uh, Oklahomians. It's just we had we had such a great time playing clubs and and um, around the city and. And, and things just kind of grew from, grew from there up and out into the world. And and so everybody kind of looked at us as like, you know, being the, the, the Oklahoma Giants. You know, we were just like uh, those those kings or whatever they would always say, our heroes. And, and uh, you know, uh, we had a lot of fun making the music back in those days, coming home and, and act like you— uh, don't see people and walking and they go honking. Oh, hi. 
you saw the people coming. <laughs> but uh, we had fun. We had fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Charlie, while I got you here, let, let's talk a little bit about music, too, especially about your live performances, because you have, I will say, hands down, uh, one of the most exciting shows ever. And you always deliver. When you go to see Charlie Wilson, mm-hmm. it's going to be a show. I'm going to make sure that. It's going to be a show. And you're not you're no stranger to performing with a lot of people on stage with you either. First of all, your band is super hot. Thank you. The dancing girls with the many costumes yes. are also awesome. But I always say they got to come and bring it because if they don't, you are going to smoke them every time. <laughs> what What is the secret to staying young and seeming to get younger all the time, Charlie Wilson? Well, you know, I have a lot to do, you know. I kept my word to 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 my Lord and Savior, and and, um, and He has kept he's, he's kept His word to me as well. Um, I promised Him I was going to shout Him out every time I get to the stage. If He just give me one more chance at life and one more chance in this music business, you know. And He has kept His word to me, and and I I I, I have a little boy inside of me that loves to play, and I already had talked to God about all of that. I said, if you can keep this body right. I got this little boy inside me. We're going to be fine. So <laughs> here I am. Still happy. Still want to go on stage. Can't wait to get there. Nervous a lot of times. Although I've done it thousands of times. It's just like lights go down. It's just the jitteries. But uh, it's all good. I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's not surprising that, that you are willing to give him the praise and the glory, though, because you got quite a testimony. Yes. You've been to hell and back yes. and, and probably really happy to be back. I'm happy. <laughs> Trust me. There was no more room for me on that curve down there. There was nothing <laughs> left for me down there in that darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of inspiration, though, that goes to people who uh, not just come to see your show, but also to be inspired just by the life that you live. And, and another experience that you've been through recently, your experience with cancer Um, talk about that and how much that means to you and some of your continued efforts in trying to educate people well you know prior to that um, uh, before I met my wife I I, I just never went to the doctors or anything I was like you know I was like a cousin of mine who's no longer with us now he says you know you're gonna die of something so I was sort of like that listen him saying it so many times I just was like hey no doctor when I got with uh, my wife, she insisted on me going to the doctor all the time. <laughs> and um, and one time she said, let's get a PSA test on you. And, um, and I was like, what's a PSA test? I'm not, because I'm, I didn't go to the doctors that much. And she, um, I, and I, we went back on the road and we got a, a emergency phone call from a, from a doctor and said, you need to come back home. I need to talk to you about something. And I was like, okay, here it is. Something's crazy going to go on. And um, something happened to me while I was in the streets. I don't know. I was just shocked for the bad news. I was scared to death. And so he says, you have um, some good news and bad news. So, so my wife said, well, let's get the bad news first. He says, yes, you have prostate cancer. And I was like, cancer was the, the, the word that killed me almost at that moment. And I didn't hear anything else, basically. And and that's why it's always good to have a, a loved one go with you to the doctor in case you get some news that you don't want to know because you will shut down. But anyway, he said the good news is that it's kind of an early stage and we can we can get it if we need to take care of it now, though. However, they gave me a brochure. Then I was really pissed off. I'm like, you give me a brochure, <laughs> you tell me I have cancer, and you give me a piece of paper? <laughs> so you better talk to you me. You better talk to me. But what was on, that, was on that brochure was some different kinds of treatments and... Um, my treatment options and it was just great i we looked at it and um my wife she um said what well, this should be 
maybe this one, you, this this treatment you should take, and uh, we we took care of it, and and I'm still cancer free, and that's that was in nineteen, um, in two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, and that's the thing about cancer. I mean, it is deadly, but there is so much you can do about it when you yeah. catch it early. But and I, talking about it is really important. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like, and I, and I still talk about you know prostate cancer every night on my show. You know, I I, I always advise men. Uh, to go get checked and, and to the doctors. I always like to talk to the women because, you know, we as men, we don't want to really go to no doctor because I'm one of those guys too. But uh, being proactive and, and um, you just got to go to the doctor and get a checkup. That's basically it. Right, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's at looking like, at his team right now, yeah, and I know all right, of them. Right, Jenna? <laughs> right, honey? She's like, yeah, all right. It's kind of so. Yeah, the, the ladies really lift you up and keep you going, don't they? You got a great team. Team Charlie. Got a great team supporting yeah, you here. Team Charlie, led by uh, Michael Perrin, Jenna Langford. It's, Jen, I'm sorry, Jenna Langford Perrin. I'm sorry. Miss <laughs> Jenna P. I, I'll, I'll get that confused now. I'm sorry. Don't get confused. But anyway, yeah, I have a good team, and they're, they're, they they work around the clock for me, and um, uh, making sure that my life is 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 cut out right way, because mm-hmm. you know I'm raring to go. Yeah, and well, so that the the show that you're putting on is always exciting, and I know uh, you were talking about just coming back from was it. London? Were you in London. England? Mm-hmm. And, and tell us about the, that show. Oh, the London show at Hyde Park. Uh-huh. 65,000 people. Oh, my God. It's, um, Charlie Wilson, DNC, um, uh, Khalid, and Bruno Mars. Incredible. Now, you know I had to let them know that the old man was in that park. <laughs> <laughs> I had to let them know that I had been up in there. <laughs> And when I left the stage, they was calling my name. That's all I needed to hear. So I dropped the mic. Charlie Wilson out. And that's what happens every time. You know, I, I, it's always funny to me. Like, you know, when they did that uh, Soul Train tribute yeah. mm-hmm. to you yeah. and everybody's talking about Uncle Charlie, Uncle Charlie. Yeah. I'm like, Uncle Charlie looks younger than all of these people calling him <laughs> uncle. What, what is your regimen? How do you stay in shape to be able to do all that dancing and all that work that you do on your show? Well, you know, I know what I have to do. I know what I'm required to do when I get to the stage, and then you just have to be fit. You know, I'm. I'm. It's no different than any athlete just playing the days games. So, are you in the gym? Do, do yep. you in the gym all the time? I'm outside. I'm what? in the gym. I'm. Uh, uh, I, I hurt my uh, my elbow a few, a few uh, maybe three, four weeks ago. So it's like lifting. I wait until it. You know, things go swelling, go down a little bit. But um, but I'm I'm cardioing all the time. Because that's what I do. That's how you roll. That's how I roll. <laughs> Cardio on stage is what I do. It's up tempo from the time I get there just about till the time I leave. I mean, I do have a few ballots in there in the middle, but uh, you know, I've been I've been that way for a very long time. As I told you, there's a little boy inside me that's raring to go all the time, and um, so. I have to stay in shape. All right. Well, let's get back to sports now and talk a little basketball. So I guess you're a Thunder fan, huh? Yes, in, in, in a way, yeah. So, so what are you thinking about the Thunder these days? Well, you know, it's like this. I've been away from Oklahoma a long time. Uh-oh, so, so you're a Laker Los fan Angeles. now. <laughs> <laughs> let's don't get that twisted. I, 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 I haven't been in Oklahoma a long time. Let's talk about L.A. now. 
<laughs> so how this, you this feeling? This is L.A. It's just, it's just black and red right here, but you know that purple and gold. That's what we're going to talk about, the purple and gold, because them is, that's, them is my boys. Magic Johnson days, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, then we got Boy, some... That, we, that, that, that magical five right there, and six... No Man. question. Oh, my gosh. No question. That was an unbelievable team. You know, I was in, in New York, and you know, I was lived in New York most of my adult life, so I was a, a Knicks fan. So, you know, I kind of really hated on the Lakers because yeah. Yeah. they just won all the time. Yeah. And we just lost all the time. <laughs> 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 it's hard not to be a fan of a team that's that good, but the, yeah. this new era of the Lakers is about to be ushered in right now. It's a pretty exciting thing. It's, it's going to be good. I mean, you know, you got a giant, a king coming in, you know what I'm saying, who understands how to win basketball games and championships and get them to the championships. And then if you, and then you got a, a mind, a guy like Magic Johnson with a mindset he has, he loves winning. Don't like losing. Let's just get that straight. He don't never, he never like to lose. He gonna come back and get you. If he if he lost one time, he gonna come back and get you. If you shot a three, he would shoot a three. If you did a slam dunk, he'd do a slam dunk. He didn't play around. So to get this team to have that kind of a mindset, like he had, want to be nobody to be the, be the beaters. You know what I'm saying? And um, I know that the Warriors are have been, you know, with a super team for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So we're building up one ourselves now. So we're going to tit for tat. We'll see who's going to get there. Yeah, it looks like that's happening. And one, yeah. I think one of the things I love about uh, LeBron James is one of the things I love about you mm-hmm. as well. Not only are you good at what it is that you do for a living, but just a really good people. Just yes. really good people who actually care about others. Yes. And I've always kind of felt like with LeBron James, like if you don't like him, it's because he's not on your team. That's what it is. That's, <laughs> you just mad. That's the only reason. You're just mad. And jealous and mad and jealous. So now we don't have to be mad and jealous anymore. No, because no. he's he's here. <laughs> yeah, but I saw him recently, difference. you know, dedicating that school that he promised he was going to build back home in Akron. And, yeah. and, you know, he's got a love of home that I think is also a beautiful yeah. thing to witness as well. But why shouldn't you be able to, to make those moves and to go where you want and do what you can Absolutely. when you've got the kind of talent he yeah. has? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I... I I can't wait to see him in the, in, in the in the purple and gold uniform and and let him do his thing. I think they 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 are putting a, a great team around him and and I think he's I think this team is going to be good. Uh, they just need to roll those role players need to play their role and play it really really good. Oh, I tell you what, it's going to be entertaining and it's going to yeah. be hard again to get tickets to see the Lakers. Yeah, it's showtime again. <laughs> showtime. Magic them brought showtime pop, back. Pop it's showtime. pop. Pop it's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Wilson with us today for yeah. This Lady Loves Sports. Thanks for taking a minute with us. And it's back. always good to see you. Congratulations <laughs> also um, on, on your latest release, In It to Win It, uh, making you. a lot of noise on the charts, you. as you always do. Thank you so much. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 